This is the Content Design and Delivery Podcast with Michael Toner. Each episode, Toner discusses marketing and communication strategies with business leaders, designers, and content marketers that help shine the light on successful companies and marketing ideas. If you understand just how important content design and delivery is to the overall story you and your company is trying to share with the world, then listen along to Content Design and Delivery with your host, Michael Toner. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Content Design and Delivery Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Toner, and excited to bring you another episode. This was a really fun conversation with Carlos Gill and Reggie Williams from Outlaw Masks. These guys are no holds bar. We get to a very emotional place. There may have been tears shed. It is a very fun conversation with two entrepreneurs who really pivoted during the global pandemic and lockdown, are building a brand. Um, they tell the story of how they got started, where their inspiration comes from, how they're giving back, and it is really a story about getting started. I am super excited to introduce you all to Carlos Gill and Reggie Williams from Outlaw Masks on the Content Design and Delivery Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Content Design and Delivery Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Toner. I'm joined today with Carlos Gill and Reggie Williams from Outlaw Masks. In the middle of this global pandemic, the nationwide lockdown, these two entrepreneurs launched their innovative fashion brand. Welcome to the show. How are you guys doing this morning? We're good. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, really, really awesome. I'm so excited to get into the whole story. We're going to get into each of your backgrounds. Um, you know, Reggie coming from uh, the baseball world. We're going to talk about uh, how each of that adds to the company. I want to hear about the logistics, the store, the technology you're using, how you're marketing the product. We're going to get into the whole thing. So, uh, Carlos, maybe you can kick us off here and tell us a little bit about how did you guys get started? Obviously, everything's shutting down back in March likely force the need but uh give us the introduction introduce yourself and and reggie you'll do the same and tell us a little bit about outlaw masks uh yeah so uh you know once again thank you so much for the opportunity to interview us uh you know reggie's wearing one of our one of our masks as we speak um this right here in my hands is uh our first our first iteration of outlaw masks that we came out with uh earlier this year uh gosh prior to prior to covid um, which now seems like this was ages ago. Uh, it was just, what, seven, eight months ago. Uh, I was an author. I was a public speaker. I, I was, you know, really active in the marketing space. I uh, had a marketing agency uh, that started after a successful career in corporate marketing, working for brands like Winn-Dixie and LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, COVID uh, popped up and, and it seemingly shut the world down. And Reggie and I, being family, we're brother-in-laws, uh, our wives or sisters, uh, we, started, we started researching and, and seeing that the trend overseas was for cities to shut down and to stay at home and, and to quarantine. But we also started seeing that the trend was for masks to be a, a mandate by these cities around the world that were shutting down. So... Right around the time that the NBA ceased operations, which I believe was March 12th, March 12th was also the last speaking engagement that I did. Um, it was also the last time I was on an airplane. Like, it's really weird because for a lot of people, March 12th is a symbolic day. Again, like a lot of my, my connects and colleagues are also speakers and they're marketers. And 
You know, they've all kind of said the same, that once that day hit and the NBA ceased operations, it was almost like the whole world stopped and everyone really started to take coronavirus serious. Uh, so we very quickly came up with um, – with a plan as a family to, to kind of take high cover in, in the mountains of, of North Carolina. Uh, don't ask me why North Carolina, <laughs> but we knew that we wanted to be somewhere that was kind of far away from the general population. We wanted to be in the mountains, have sure. access to, you know, better water, better air quality. Um, because again, no one really knew the severity of COVID uh, back in March. You know, uh, if you've seen any apocalyptic movies like Outbreak or Contagion, um or uh what's the will smith movie uh that he does independence day no not independence I, am, day. I am legend, I am legend. Oh, okay. seen any of these like apocalyptic movies uh which i'm sure we all have at some point or another um uh, your mind kind of starts to make you right. think about like all these like doomsday uh what if scenarios so our uh kind of our plan was just to go off the grid we went to north carolina banner up to be exact we got there march 15th and very quickly, we realized, like, this might be our lives for a while. So so what do we do for work? In my case, you know, I had, um, you know, uh, an experience of losing speaking engagements. You know, I had a marketing agency that basically folded in a matter of a week because I had corporate clients um, that, that, you know, was laying off. They were canceling contracts. So um, it was a very bleak time for me. You know, I'll let kind of Reggie speak to what he was doing prior to this happening. But for me, it was a very bleak time. And um, if there's a silver lining to all of this, imagine you have a big family now living in a house together. Um, no one's really working. We're watching CNN all day. We're seeing all these cases spiking up. And Reggie and I started thinking about well, what's next for us. And that what's next is what you see today as outlaw masks. We knew that masks were going to be around. Actually, I, I'll, I'll take that back. We didn't know that masks would be around. We assumed <laughs> And we kind of yeah, rolled the dice that masks would be a part of our culture and how we live for the foreseeable future. And we also started doing research and saw that there, there wasn't really a fashionable mask that existed. One that people would want to wear with their Jordans or with their purse or, or, or you know, with what they were wearing. Um, so as you see, you know, based on our print here, we took kind of like the classic Paisley bandana right. Um, print, you can see also on Reggie's uh, Gator here, and we turned this into a fashionable mask brand, and you know, I tell you what, it's been one of the best things that's ever happened to me, uh, personally and professionally speaking. Uh, you know, for me as an entrepreneur, it, it's given me kind of, you know, uh, a, a new career path, if you will. Um, I've taken everything I learned in corporate marketing, everything I've learned, even as, as a speaker and author, what I've taught others through my book. And, and we really just use my book and the marketing as a playbook to yeah, really how to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How to do it and, 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 and do it fast. And I'd say for any person out there that is looking to launch a business in these times, uh, a couple key pieces of advice that I give to you is one, um, take a risk. You know, even if people tell you that your idea is really stupid, you know, look, you're looking at two guys here that have sold a lot, a lot of masks. I won't get into the specifics when it comes to financials, but we've sold a lot of masks. Believe me when I say we sold a lot more masks than I thought we were capable of selling. <laughs> That's great. And eight months ago, neither one of us ever had an e-commerce store. We knew nothing about Shopify. Um, you know, we just kind of rolled the dice based on faith. People told us, you know, what are you guys thinking? That's not going to last. We look at comments every single day on TikTok of people kind of dogging us, throwing shade. And you know what? Like, 
we just roll the dice and we believe in ourselves. So again, if you're looking to start up a business in these times, I'd say take a leap of faith. It doesn't cost a lot of money to start up something new. Um, if you fail, you fail fast, but you really won't know unless you, you, you take that risk. And, and again, yeah, really I want to get into to everything. I mean, I think that, you know, your story, your background from a marketing perspective, you guys end up in North Carolina. So, so Reggie, how you, you end up in North Carolina, uh, you guys are talking about making masks, give us your background and, and uh, you know, what were your uh, kind of your, your first thoughts here about starting uh, a new mask business in the middle of the pandemic? So before we get into it, so all the, all the viewers out there, this is it's so comfortable. I, I forgot I had it on. That, 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 nice. That's the main thing about this right here. But uh, when, we, when we first got to North Carolina, man, um, and the, you know, obviously there was a shock for us all living in one house together. I mean, I think there was, what, like 10, 10 12 people in the mm-hmm. house together. So that's, that's, that's one. And then Carlos and I, when we came up with Outlaw Mask, it was um, for us, I, I don't think it was much of a, too much of a thought um, because, you know, uh, we knew that at the end of the day, you know, like just like any investment, it, it, there's no guarantee, right? So that's why you invest. You invest to hopefully, uh, you know, have a, a, a return on your investment, but nobody really knows. Mm-hmm. And for us, uh, that was the, that, that, that was really not, it was, a, it was more of a, a no brainer to say, because we kind of saw world news. We realized, Hey, masks are going to, going to be a thing. We just don't know how long it's going to be a thing, right? Is it going to be a thing for a month? Is it going to be a thing for a week? Or is it going to be a thing for two years? We don't know that. And I think that's where, where Carlos says we kind of got a lot of shade at the beginning, um, was because it was like, that's not even going to be a, uh, a thing in a month. <laughs> you know, why would you guys do that? And it, it, for us, because we were kind of looking at it in the long run saying, now nah, we kind of, we're, we're, we're looking at the world and not just the world around us. And I think uh, him and I talk about it all the time. Sometimes we get stuck in our little bubble and sure. don't realize that it's not just, you know, us in this town or in this state, it's people around the world that, that are being affected. So, um, yeah. so I love the I was going to say, I love the approach you guys took with the design and you were holding up some of the designs. You were, you were showing off the, the Paisley. I think it's, you know, it sort of screams outlaw. And, and I want to talk about, cool. you know, let's kind of start, cool. start there. Yeah. And you even described it really as a fashion brand. And so my, my wife uh, has worked in the retail space for more than a decade. I, I've got a, a soft spot for, for retail and fashion and, and, um, you know, you all picked a direction and you went with it. Talk me through from the very beginning there. So you, you picked that as a creative direction. You create the logo. Talk me through how you got the store set up and what was the initial tech stack. And then we'll kind of move into yeah. uh, a little bit of how you how you marketed it, which I think is would be another fun part of the, the conversation. But talk me through that those early days when you said you didn't have the familiarity with, with Shopify. It sounds like that's where you you went straight there. You know, first and foremost, I want to say that I feel like a complete fool for working in the marketing space for 13 years and not starting an e-commerce store years ago. Like, just to kind of put it out there, like, I have been in charge of social media marketing for billion-dollar corporate brands, notably in the grocery space that has loyalty programs, online components, right? Uh, former digital head of digital marketing at Save-A-Lot. Um and I feel just like a, a complete moron. And, and this is, this is kind of, I'm going to go on a tangent here. I'm going to go on a little rant if that's okay. For it. Like corporate marketing, corporate jobs in general don't set you up for success outside that corporation. They really don't. 
because as we are kind of going through this process, a lot of things are coming back to me that are just like second nature that I've done before in previous jobs, right? But when I was at Winn-Dixie, like our CTO isn't sitting me down or sitting anyone down saying like, well, this is the infrastructure of a website. This is how it works. This is how you build up. Like this is how you connect the dots, you know? So what I have learned throughout our business is like pieces that I've learned of working with partners in procurement now have helped me understand how to actually go find products to right. buy, design, and then flip and resell, right? Like the right. marketing stuff is easy. Like that in itself is, is really simple. Like if you know how to talk to people, you know how to make an item cool, you know how to make noise, right? On social media, we have that Second background. Nature. So sure. It's easy. If you're someone like Reggie who comes from professional sports, well-connected, has spent a decade now working in the automotive industry after sports, knows how to speak to people. It's second nature. But when you get into like the actual like nitty gritty technology of it, yeah. technology aspect doesn't come natural, right? Sure. Unless that's what you. So how'd you all learn it? We're, you know. So what I will say is everything for us happened very fast. We right. went from sitting. We used to do this thing called stick talk every night at our house in North Carolina, where we would literally have these two walking sticks. We'd be on the balcony having some bourbon grilling um, like kind of just like vibing out man listen to some good music vibing out and we'd start to kind of spit some different ideas out there now again reggie is from la i'm from i'm I'm from south florida we're minorities right he's black i'm hispanic we get culture we get fashion we listen to rap and hip-hop music so we get what people buy Again, again we're not oblivious to that so okay masks are a thing now, right? There's coronavirus. Like Reggie said, coronavirus isn't just going to blow over and all of a sudden people are going to resume their normal lives. And I think what makes an entrepreneur a successful entrepreneur is being able to have forward thinking and a vision that other people don't have at that same exact moment. So I guarantee you, there are probably other people out there that also started up a mass business when we started our business. And you probably don't know who they are. Okay. And you said you guys got some hate, you know, people throwing shade at you. And that's the thing. Like we launched our business. People in our own networks are throwing shade. Forget about the internet for a second. People in our own networks were throwing shade at us. Okay. And within the first month we could have folded. You know, we really didn't start moving masks at a fast rate until we'll talk about the whole NBA gig, but we really didn't start moving masks until we're about three months in. Well, the hardest thing to ever do in business is to get started. Okay. And once you get started, the second hardest thing is to actually stay in business. And a lot of curveballs are thrown your way. You're not making money like you thought. Like we really thought we're going to launch this business. And on day one, it's just going to be, you know, money (laughs) flying in, right? We got, we're cool guys. We got a cool product. We got a cool brand. We're going to sell out. Well, that wasn't the case. And I think that's where a lot of people in this process fail. So going back to your question, you know, getting started was the easiest. We went from coming up with an idea, you know, we wanted to do these cool Paisley print masks that are a premium product. So again, not like a over the ear gimmick, not a paper gimmick. We want to do something that you're going to drop 30 bucks for, but you're going to be like, damn, this is actually a really yeah, good. Feel good high it. Yeah. No, I love that you all had the vision that you stuck to it. I think well said in terms of getting started is the hardest part. You, you referenced some of uh, Reggie's background and I do want to get to the, the NBA story, obviously, but, but Reggie, you come from that sports world. So was it out of high school? You, you made your way to the 
to the Twins? Is that is that yeah, the story? So, so I got drafted out of high school um, in the fourth round by the Minnesota Twins and um, played with them for five seasons. And uh, and you know, in when you're in that space, you know, in the professional world, you 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 for one, you have to grow up very fast. So that was you know, you're you sign at 18, and I'm on my own basically. So you know, you're you're learning things along the way, but you really learn for one how to become very responsible and become a man. You know, more than anything. Right. Or, or, you know, you've already kind of had work ethic because to get to that level, you know, you already had to work basically on your own. So that that wasn't the hard part. Um, but, you know, I, I learned so much from that experience. And I, I remember the day that I got released on April 2nd, 2012. And I remember the twins telling me, uh, actually, it was Jim Rance. So he was our field coordinator and him sitting me down and him saying, listen, if you work as hard as you did in this organization, you're going to be very successful in life. And I always kind of, that was, that was one thing that, that I kind of always hung my hat on because uh, a few months after that, the twins actually offered me a scouting job for them, but I had got into the car business and I was making way more money in the car business than I ever made in my life (laughs) in minor league baseball. You know, I, I signed for a good chunk of change, but minor league guys are only making like 1200 bucks a month. You know, so uh, I went from that to making what I what I was making at the dealership very fast. And I was like, you know, I'm going to stick this thing out. And, you know, to, to start our business, the the car industry really showed me about, you know, you know, you said your wife's in retail. So um, working in retail, you work, you know, crazy hours. I was working anywhere from 72 to 80 hours a week. So when we got to Banner Elk, it was more of a thing of like, we have to do something. You know, mm-hmm. and we didn't know what we were going to do, but it was like, all right, I can't just sit around and not do anything and watch TV all day, you know? So we just started, like Carlos said, we had this thing called Stick Talk, and it was literally where we would do like Shark Tank pitches and, and keynotes, and Carlos would, would kick it You're off practicing. and I would throw my thing into it, and we, we, we were getting very creative. We cut some wrestling promos, too. <laughs> we <getting> very creative. <laughs> so, I'd love know, to see the and at, at this point in time in my life, especially, I, you know, I go from professional sports that is, it, it's, it's a very positive setting. You have a bunch of guys that are trying to make it uh, um, to the big leagues. And then you go into the car industry. And for eight years, I was surrounded with a lot of negativity. I mean, it's an extremely uh-huh. negative place in the industry, just the industry in general. So it was really a breath of fresh air to be around family for that amount of time and really get to, to, to have positive energy, you know? Um, and that's where, you know, all of this, this basically got kicked off was because of Carlos and I, we have a very good vibe together. So, you know, uh, it does look like you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, that's so, great. so, you know, up to the point to where our wives get a little, you know, our wives are sisters and uh, they get a little, little, little jealous sometimes or upset. But again, it's, it's more of, uh, of the setting of, you know, we have this vibe and we just, we were like, let's, let's just do it. It really wasn't too much of a thought about going into business together. So, yeah, yeah and it wasn't, it wasn't a crazy high dollar amount of an investment either. Right. Correct. So it was one of those things that it was like, well, let's see what happens yeah. now. It's not just as easy as, well, we're going to launch a website. You have to actually first now create a brand. And that's why I said to Reggie, the most important, most important aspect about marketing isn't the tactics themselves. It's the brand that you create. That brand needs to have an identity. 
So it needs to look like something that you identify. It needs to have a voice and tone. So if you go to our website, right, this isn't the Reggie Williams or Carlos Gill website. Outlaw Masks actually has a voice and tone. It's snarky. It's witty. Has a little kind of like hip hop meets country western flair to it, right? Like, yeah, it's an edgy. Yeah, it's an edgy brand. My kids love it. So we also have now a team that works with us because again, we've grown and scaled the business. So now it's not just us. We have a team that works with us behind the scenes. When you know the people that are engaging on our behalf on Outlaw Mask social channels, like their instructions are like. This isn't, you know, a library. This is Outlaw Mass. Have a personality. I think you all have successfully established that brand. I think that this is really, you know, where your background, this is why getting those stories from each of you, I think is so important to to where we're going with this, which is, you know, Carlos, you've got this marketing background. You understand that world. Reggie, coming from the sports world, sales, understanding how to talk to people. You're talking about brand, the importance of that brand voice. I mean, this is really one of the reasons I was so excited to talk with you. You all for me, embody this intersection of PR, marketing, branding. And, and I'm, you know, my first exposure to you was the viral TikTok video. So talk me through, let's get to the, you know, the product is, is made, the Shopify store is up, you've got created this brand. Now you're out there trying to hustle to get folks to engage with the brand. How did you get this, you know, NBA influencer outreach off the ground? Well, it wasn't just NBA influencer outreach. There, there was there was something else that we did that I want to speak to that I don't think gets enough credit. Sure. Um, which is which is random acts of kindness and, and, and giving. But before that, um, we start a brand. We get on your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, which is pretty customary for every business. The reality is that these social networks are overly saturated and they're noisy as hell. Um, that's just it's it's facts. However. Um, you have to still have a presence on these platforms because again, it, it helps, you know, even a minute, uh, fraction for SEO and whatnot. But one thing that I thought from the jump was we're going to go hard on TikTok. Now in full disclosure, I up to this point was not a fan of TikTok at all. People in every conference over the last two years, people would ask, what do you think of TikTok? And I would say, it's corny. I don't like it. It's for kids. The reality is I didn't understand the culture of TikTok when I was making these statements. So now we've got our brand. Well, what's our brand stand for? It's, 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 it's snarky. It's witty. It's loud. We have that uh, Old Town Road, hip-hop-ish type feel. So now we got to be on the platform where we can just create content but accentuate that content with music. Now, there's something psychological um, about marketing and music that goes hand in hand. Music is intended to make you feel a certain way. So you hear a song, it hypes you up. You hear a song, it brings you down. You put the right visual elements, right? And you make your own little mini music video. And now it can make people feel a certain type of way about your brand, which again, that's not marketing, that's psychology, right? So what are we going to do with our business? First things first, we're not going to talk about masks because we know that as soon as we start talking about masks, people make this political. We learn very fast early on that masks is politicized. So you start talking about masks, yeah. people are going to start the talking quick. about health benefits, risks associated. They're going to talk to you about politics. And we're like, you know, we don't want to be in that conversation. So instead, what we're going to do is we're going to start giving masks to people. We're going to start showing us out in the community, giving masks, giving food to the homeless, doing things that 
have nothing to do with the mask itself, but it has more to do with who we are as entrepreneurs. So our first viral video actually wasn't anything that had to do with the NBA. It was us going to a Walmart and giving a greeter, her name is Grace, a mask. And we, there's a song called Surrender uh, on TikTok that often is associated with like sappy, feel-good content, right? So again, the marketer in me instantly is seeing all these videos of people using this one song and it's all giving videos or videos that make me feel good. So I was like, I got it, Reggie. We're going to go give masks to people. We're going to put this song. We're going to stamp this song everywhere. And it's going to be the soundtrack of Outlaw Masks. So that's one. So like you just look at our TikTok now. We had a video two days ago that was 1.3 million views of us giving a mellow mushroom waitress a mask. The waitress that is serving us and our families on Sunday. Kid you not, cannot make this up. We give her a mask. I happen to be recording at that point because, again, when you're in the content marketing game, you got to record everything, right? right? Even the silliest – like right now we're streaming on Instagram Live because this is content, right? Like right. just content, 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 right? That's how the game works. So that's that aspect of it. The flip side is when, you, again, you come from a corporate marketing environment, you, you constantly are doing giveaways, influencer activations. So I tell Reggie right around the time that the NBA players get to Orlando – we need to send outlaw masks to every player in Orlando. We kind of went back and forth on it, you know, yeah. fundamentally. I don't think Reggie was necessarily convinced. Again, him being an athlete would always get cleats and bats and right. batting gloves and all sorts of stuff sent to him. <laughs> so he was like, these guys aren't going to open it. <laughs> so we kind of had to go through that, like, little, like, tug of war. Uh, and then it was like, well, what color do we send them? And then this right. is where, you know, maybe you can speak to, you know, your yeah, thought process so, behind sending the black mask. So, yeah. So basically, you know, this is all during the time of, you know, obviously a lot of tension going on, Black Lives Matter, all this, you know, stuff, right? right? And uh, racial tension, whatever you want to call it. And, um, Carl, you know, we kind of went back and forth, like you said, you know, we ended up agreeing, saying, yeah, this is a, this is a good move. All right, let's do it. Now, what color do we choose? Now, it's like, all right, let's, let's kind of go back and forth. Carlos's idea was actually, go ahead, let's just send all black. And I'm like, all oh, black. We got to get something to get these guys' attention. But, again, the, the, our, our biggest thing is, is time and speed, right? Like, we're making these – when we have these conversations, it's like we might be going back and forth over a phone call, a 10-minute, 20-minute phone call, and then it's like, all right, now we're doing go. that. What, how are we going to put it into play, right? And, um, Which you can never, so, sorry to interject, you can never do that in a corporate environment. I just want to add. Can't move that fast, sure. Right. Yeah. So, you know, um, so so basically we decide to do that and now it comes down to color. We don't really have the time to get all these guys the colors of their team. So he's like, let's just send black. And, you know, I think we went back and forth one night and you know what? I'm like, yes, we'll use the Black Lives Matter basically basically uh, a play on this because it's all over the court. You know, they, they have it yeah. all over everywhere in the NBA at this point, and we'll send it to the players. And um, we send it to the players, and the, 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 dip, the most difficult part during this process was, did it get to the guys? And this was a very, very, like, unsettling feeling because, again, you know, it is, you know, it's, a, it's an ad spin, right? It's, it's, it's you know, yeah. money. So we got money out there right now, and we have no idea if these guys even what's the return have it sure. because it's because it's in the bubble. So um, there was a few days where we were a little nervous, 
and then boom. It was like a total of like a five-day period from the time that we sent these out. Mind you, we're in Jacksonville. So the distance from Jacksonville to Orlando is not much. We initially wanted to drive uh, all 300 of these masks down to Orlando. Um, And again, like you might be thinking or your audience might be asking, well, how did you even get the masks to NBA in the first place? It's very simple. You hustle. So we spent an entire weekend messaging almost every guy that was in the NBA bubble. We had players that were telling us to a T, this is who you got connected with at the NBA. This is where you said, there was one player of the 76ers that sent me the entire room list to every single player. Embiid, Ben Simmons, you name it. Like I had all these guys' room numbers at one point. Um, It was like that. Now the reality is that NBA players, for the most part, I think their average age is like 23, 24 years old, right? You get young men that now can't leave a hotel room Okay. They're on their phones. They're on their phones or they're playing yeah. Call of Duty, yeah. right? They're just yeah. playing video games or they're, they're on their phone. So it was really easy to get in touch with these guys. Um, so they kind of helped us out. And um, we got – we immediately packed up 300 masks. We recorded some content, but we didn't really post the content because we wanted to be kind of covert about what we were doing to okay. be candid with you. Um, but like Reggie said, it took about five-day window from the time we sent them out till we saw the first player. Um, I think they went out on a Monday. We saw the first post on a Friday. And that is the moment where I'll say our entire lives forever. How'd you get my the picture? Her, I'm laughing, but it's true. Like our lives, dude, what day was it? It was August 27th, 28th? 20, yeah, August 27th. Our lives, dude. When I tell you it changed, it changed. One of the first players to post was Dennis Schroeder, formerly of the Thunder, now with the Lakers. And he right. uh, and the Oklahoma City Thunder had a photo of him with like the fist up for BLM with our yep. black mask on. And at that point, it was it was over, man. We, so was all the content that was being created, all the stuff that you were getting from the the uh, the athletes themselves coming from their own Instagrams. I mean, I'm just maybe well, peel back the curtain a little bit for me. Like, how were you getting those pictures? Because those became, to your point, Reggie, those were the return on your advertising investment. Well, but they were not guaranteed. So, so how'd you get them? So um, basically the, uh, a lot of the teams were posting them on their Instagrams. So they would post right. like uh, the first picture for us, which was, well, the first picture that a team posted, which is OKC, um, they posted Schroeder, you know, so Dennis Schroeder, they, uh, yeah. they posted him on their main page. So for, I mean, that was, I mean, when, when when you see the first, probably one of the first viral videos of ours, and I'm running around, literally, this is the next day. So this is the did, I'm on a winning streak, right? This was uh, your, yeah. that was your quote, right? That, that one went crazy. So I think it's on a Thursday. Thursday, uh, we we have, it was Schroeder and... Who else from the from the Nuggets? Uh, it was a it was a lower like level guy. I think he was a rookie or second year player. But yeah. PJ Dozier, Dozier, that's right. So we had PJ Dozier and and uh, Dennis Schroeder. We see their pictures on the same day. So my like I'm at the winning streak. You guys don't know who Charlie Rocket. <laughs> the video is great. Charlie Rocket, uh, he's a great guy, and he's got this thing called winning streak, and literally. The, that day, that Thursday, I'm screaming to the top of my lungs, winning streak. I'm like Carlos and, and his wife can hear me over the phone. Just it's, it's going crazy, right? So I'm going crazy that, that day. Well, that, 
the next day we had to drive down to Fort Lauderdale. It's our father-in-law's 60th birthday. So right. we make a stop at Culver's, uh, my wife and I, and we're big into prayer, meditation, you know, just positive thinking and everything. Right. And I'm literally, uh, after I get my food, I'm in the parking lot of Culver's and I'm just like, I'm peace. I'm joy. I'm abundant. Wow. Right. And my, my daughter is saying this now. And Carlos texts me at that moment, and Rajon Rondo uh, is wearing our mask. And I'm a, you know, I've been a huge Lakers fan. I'm not the the biggest Rondo fan, but I'm a huge Lakers fan. So Rondo's playing for the Lakers, and I lose it. And my wife so happens just to get the footage right then and there. That was that was real pure emotion that she captured. Got it. So, yeah. And and her phone, her phone died. Well, it doesn't die, but she only had so so, uh, <laughs> so much memory on her phone. So it's literally like a little like ten second clip. And when I'm running around, I I see her recording, and that's when I look into the camera and I say winning streak. And then uh, uh, that next morning, basically, literally, like Carla says, I mean, it's just our yeah. our phones aren't stopping. I mean, that it, one was. That one was priceless. I mean, watching your reaction in that, you could tell that it was just your authentic reaction. And and then I'll 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 call back, you know, Carlos, you mentioned you all kind of piggybacking on a lot of the audio branding that you're seeing on TikTok. I mean, I think it's very um it's awesome to see how you've leaned into uh the the rock star song for your success, right? And now that's become a theme on the TikTok videos. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's brilliant because that song gets you pumped up. And then I'm watching Reggie scream through the parking lot saying I'm on a winning streak, jamming to the song. And, you know, that's where I see the brand right now. I'm I'm literally feeling it, the emotions that you're talking about eliciting from your audience. It's it's really awesome. Um so and also I'll come back staying on the sports side of it. I I think I saw yesterday you got um uh, Taylor Rapp. So now moving into the, the NFL world, talk me through that. Is it kind of the same playbook? Actually, it's, it's a different playbook. So, you know, again, we kind of brought you through the stages um, in how our brand has evolved. Um, you know, initially with the NBA, there was a lot of, you know, grassroots direct marketing, but right. now this is actually happening in reverse. We built a brand. The brand is awesome. hot. Uh, you know, we've scaled. We're on TikTok videos that now have millions of views. So, what we've learned, again, I think Reggie knew this being a professional athlete himself, is that athletes want what other athletes have, right? They want to be a part of that coolness. You know, game day drip, as it's called, is actually a big, a big part of sports culture and fashion culture. There are perhaps hundreds, if not thousands, of social media accounts just devoted to what athletes wear on game days. It's it's crazy. I, I didn't realize this until we set the masks to NBA players. And now we were monitoring these accounts. Like, again, yeah. you go back to, like, how you get photos and whatnot. It's just it's monitoring the accounts. Yeah. Um, so NFL players now are reaching out to us. Uh, Taylor Rapp is one of those that reached out to us. Um, and it's, it's, it's different. It's different when you are on the flip yeah. side of they want in. you because now you're getting very, uh, you know, detailed information. You're getting their phone numbers, like me and Taylor – we were, te- we were texting back and forth the other day. And he sent me a couple photos that now are in our TikToks, right? Like he's showing love. We got other guys on the Rams now that are reaching out too. So it's just like anything else in life, right? You build a brand, people want to be a part of that brand. And then word starts to get out. And, and that's what's happening. We're seeing, uh, you know, NFL players reaching out to us. A lot of them, um, you know, 
get ready for another round of let's goes. Let's right. go. Uh, we recently, we recently redid our packaging. So we're going to be sending NFL players, uh, new packaging that has actually let's go on the package, awesome. uh, with like a QR code on it. So anyone that sees that package at like a team facility can scan it and it'll take you to our website. The psychology Perfect. behind that is the re- retargeting pixels on our website. So yeah, you work for the Miami Dolphins and you see these packages come through and you're really curious and you scan and see what's inside. Well, guess what? Now we're going to target you with Facebook ads. Um, you know, but, but again, you know, it's, uh, it's been a quick, a quick level up for us. Um, we are just extremely blessed uh, by the outpour support from our community um, across, you know, the world at this point. And, uh, man, our, our sites are really set on building, uh, the biggest and best fashion brands in, in, in the mask space. Yeah. I want to talk about where it's going. I will just say that your, your gratitude comes through. I mean, I say that from a genuine place, you all have been uh, phenomenal to work with on this. It's, you know, I think it's why you've got Taylor reaching out to you, showing the love when, when you guys are talking about giving back to the community, talking about, you know, doing what's right. Um, people need love right now. I know you and I talked a little bit about that, that Carlos and, and some social media exchanges there. I, I think it's the reality of the world right now. And it's why um, when you've got a brand that is not playing in that political world, not, you know, talking about all the, the other aspects of the mass, but really focusing in on what people really, you know, at the end of the day do want to c- get back to some sense of normalcy on whether that's their game day drip or, you know, just the, the tie or the shirt or the shorts or whatever, the sneakers that they're wearing, that's what people love and care about. And uh, it's how they show their own personality. And, and my guess is that's likely where, where you all are seeing uh, outlaw mask can start to move into some other aspects of, of retail. And I mean, is it, are you thinking other accessories? Are you thinking full fashion line? Like talk me through where, where's your head at? What are we doing? Yeah, so so we have a, we have a couple things in the play, um, you know, right now that that we're going to be bringing out. But yeah, we we being an athlete, you know, you always and you know, I think all of us we like comfortable clothes, right? So we kind of like that athleisure wear. Um, that's basically what I'm wearing a little bit right now. I got some like Lululemon pants on. Shout out to Lululemon if you guys want to do something. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but um, yeah, basically that that kind of you know feel good uh, you know clothing. You know, right. So um, I think in that in that space, there's a lot of women now that wear the yoga pants everywhere and the, and the yoga shirts and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's that's the space that we want to get into. Um, and we're going to get into that. And uh, and, and it's going to be it's going to be pretty dope. So we yeah, we already got some designs and things that we're working on at this point. But um, for us, man, it's just it, it's again, it's it's, it's soaking it all in. Um, when I was younger, again, uh, signing with the twins, there's a lot of things that you don't, um, you don't really appreciate when you're younger. And, you know, the emotion that you see, that's real emotion, because right now, you know, I've been in the, you know, in that space as an athlete, but it's different creating a product and having, you know, multi-million dollar athletes that you don't know, you know, these aren't my friends. I, I have guys that, you know, that I played ball with that are in the big leagues right now, but these aren't those guys. These are yeah. people that we don't know. And they're wearing our brand. That means they think it's cool. You know, guys that wear stuff like that, that's, that's basically what it is. And, and um, it's just soaking it all in at this, at this point and really, really appreciating the process that you don't appreciate when you're a little bit younger. Yeah, so. No, even you mentioning your um, 
diving into meditation and just being that present in the moment. I mean, I think that's another outcome. I'm, I'm kind of speaking from a 30,000 foot view right now of what's going on in, in the global pandemic, the racial reckoning. I mean, we, we just covered all those topics yep. at the end of the day. I, even for me personally, just being more present, uh, you know, with my family, with, with what I have being thankful, we're going into the Thanksgiving holiday. I'm not traveling. I'm not seeing my family, but I'm still really thankful for, for what I have. And, I think, you know, that is part of, uh, and it's apparent to me, apparent, uh, part of your brand and, and what you all are putting out into the world in an authentic way. So, you know, kudos to you for doing that. And it's, you know, undoubtedly going to, going to keep paying off. I just um, want to say like, yeah, again, like staying on the topic of, of, of being thankful, Michael, like we actually switched while, while Reggie was speaking from Instagram live over to TikTok live, which, you know, thinking about it now, I should have just been live on TikTok the whole time because like our, our TikTok is just blowing up people here in the comments. Yeah. Like just showing love, man. Like that yeah. is one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm just so thankful for. Um, building a brand nowadays, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's easy, but it's hard at the same time. It's easy because anyone can build a brand. It's hard because getting to the point where we're at of having a community that supports you is where the real work happens. And in order to get to that point, people have to see that you're genuine. You have to do yeah. a lot of good work. Um, yeah, it helps that professional athletes wear our masks right but that that's not everything right like anyone can send anything to an athlete it's not difficult um but when you have a brand that you know is genuine and there is that transparency and authenticity people gravitate to that i know it sounds really cliche in the marketing space but man like it's real I, i see it and i get it now yeah, no, it's something I've talked about even with this show is, and this has been a learning experience for me, you know, getting started putting my authentic self out there and it's not easy, but when you do it, it pays off. And, and, you know, even the way you and I got connected, you and I didn't know each other previous to this and it's been awesome getting to know you all. And I'm really excited to watch where, where you all take the brand. Um, just to kind of close things out and maybe I'll, we'll go one for one. So each of you all uh, you know, what is your big aha moment these past eight months, whether it's from the marketing and business perspective, whether it's from the personal gratitude perspective, like what's the big, you know, one moment you can point to that um, you, you really are going to take with you forever? Damn, that's a loaded question, man. <laughs> it's a big that's one. A that is a lot. That's deep. I know. I could, <laughs> I could probably make it pretty simple for me, though. It's uh, Banner Elk, North Carolina. All right. That, 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 that it's going to hold a special up, place. That that wraps it up all into one that um, that got me back to me. And I think for the rest of our family, basically got our family back to our family. Well said, man. I mean, I, I it just it's so uh, moving to hear you say that you had all the you had everything you loved in that house. And, and it's where everything changed for you. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Man, that's, that's deep. I, I kind of need a tissue, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, look, to echo what, what, what Reggie said, right, we were actually talking about this last night. Uh, you know, in order for, for us to get to this point, COVID had to happen. It had to completely ground us. Uh, you know, I was I was on a, on a dude, like a, you talk about like a rocket ship. I was on such a climb. You know, my book came out in the last year. Best-selling marketing in the world, it's won a ton of awards, but dude, March 12th killed everything. You know what I'm saying? And, and the irony in that is that I have sold more copies in the marketing post COVID than I did before because people now are sitting at home and trying to market a business. Like that's the crazy thing. Like I think the learning lesson is embrace 
the moments as they're happening because the more success that you gain, you become desensitized to success. And I don't want to say this to humble brag or to boast, but I'm going to give you that real talk that no marketing thought leader ever really spits that real, real. Um, you know, I wanted to be a best-selling author. I became a best-selling author, but I necessarily wasn't a happier person, right? I had to find happiness within me of what really makes me happy. I just got notified yesterday that my book, Then the Marketing, won some other American, you know, best marketing and advertising book for 2020. That's great. It's like the sixth or seventh award the book wins, okay? That doesn't really change my life, you know what I'm saying? Being able to do something for my family, with my family, uh, being able to teach others the way, that's really more purposeful. Same thing with these viral videos. Look, viral videos are great. It's what helps us keep the lights on. You know what I'm saying? It's what drives sales for us. Um, but once you get one or two of these viral hits, you kind of realize you're as good as your last post and you need to go back to the well and you keep creating more content, yeah. right? Like in the work. right now we are in hyper growth mode, but we need to bring people on so we can just keep doing what we're good at, which is creating the content, right? And being the faces of our brand. Um, so again, man, like I know that that's not necessarily one thing, but I, I, I'd say kind of in closing, what I would tell other aspiring entrepreneurs out there is you lose nothing by taking a risk. Yeah. You might lose a couple dollars, but you know what? You're going to lose that money anyways, you know, going out to eat, ordering Postmates, you will bought some clothes, (laughs) you know, so take a risk. You know, I've got someone that I mentor that's very close to me that's worked with me for a couple of years now. And we, we, every time we go hop on the phone, I keep pushing this guy like, hey, man, like you're into fashion. Start up a hat company. Start up a shirt company. It's it easy. Started. It don't require a lot of investment. It requires just time and passion and persistence. Um, and, and man, as long as you got those things, you're never going to fail because the reality is that failure is just a mindset. Right. So we could have we struck out, no pun intended. Yeah. We could have struck out an outlaw mask, and right now we'd probably be doing what we used to do. Maybe Reggie would go back to selling cars. I'd maybe start doing some online courses or do some marketing consulting. But you know what? There would have been something that we would have learned of us starting and, and failing. Um, and the learning piece is actually the win. That's the success. Okay. So we're sitting here. We got people watching us on TikTok. We have almost 150,000 followers on this platform videos going viral. None of that happens without taking a risk. None of that happens without actually creating videos that flopped and learning, well, what is our community want to see? They want to hear Rockstar and Surrender. All right, let's give them Rockstar and <laughs> Surrender every flipping day. But in order to do that, we got to create content that aligns with Rockstar and Surrender, right? So again, man, everything's a learning experience, dude. You know, I've learned at this stage of my life, I'm 37, you know, I've had highs and lows professionally and personally. I just learned, man, that everything is, is, is about taking what you acquire through knowledge and flipping that, that knowledge into your next week. And giving it back. Well said. Thank you so much, uh, Carlos Gill and Reggie Williams from Outlaw Mask. It's been a pleasure. Thank you all so much. Yeah. Really Can appreciate we get it. Let's go, Reggie. You want to hear go. Reggie? Bust out of Let's Go. Here we go. I'm going to have to walk up after this, though. <laughs> I can't just stay in the screen. Let's go!
It's safe to say I earned it, ain't a new. Gave me nothing. I'm ready to hop out on a new. Get the bus. Know you heard me say you play, you late. Don't make me push the butt. Full of pain. Dropped enough tears to fill up a fill up a buck. Going for buckets. I bought a chopper. I got a big drum to hold a hundred. Going for nothing. I'm ready to air it out on all these niggas. I can see I'm running. Started my mom. She hit me on FaceTime just to check up on me and my brother. I'm really the baby. She know that the youngest son was always guaranteed to get the money. Okay, let's go. Thank you for listening to the Content Design and Delivery Podcast with Michael Toner.